Be suiting up, so I got my boat tie on. Yeah, I could be chilling now, so I got my dad hat on. Yeah, wow, wow. I could be chilling now, so I got my dad hat on. Yeah, I could be suiting up, so I got my bow tie on. Yeah, dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. I could be suiting up, so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chilling out, so I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another very special episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It is the Kid XAB. And I'm here with a special guest. I'm going to let her introduce herself. I am Naomi, and it is a pleasure to be on Dad Hats and Bow Ties. Let's give that a round of applause. <laughs> so I actually was thinking about starting off a little different, mm-hmm. but you said that you did have an all-man moment. So what is your all-man moment for this week? Okay, so my all man moment was all right. So I just moved into a new neighborhood. Okay. And, you know, I have very welcoming neighbors. One of them happens to be a like middle aged white woman, right? Mm-hmm. You so, lucky because Flo always talks about his neighbors not being that. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, no, she's very nice, um, very talkative, mm-hmm. um, kind of like the mixy one in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I had to make a very good impression. On this mm. one in order to kind of, you know, like, I guess, build good fences, right? Right, right, right. So um, she's been talking to me about this dinner party that she's going to invite me to. And, you know, she's been asking me, like, what I want to eat. Um, don't even bring a bottle of wine. I got you. I got everything. She mentioned that her home is like Cheers. You know the show Cheers? Okay. I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Okay. Well, um, turns out I missed the whole thing. The reason being... <laughs> Yeah, I got the dates messed up, but the interesting part is how I found out that I missed the whole thing. So yeah, we need to know how you got to that point. Yeah, clearly, what did you oversleep? No, no, uh, you no. was out doing something else. Yeah, no, I was actually home, which was oh, even more embarrassing. <laughs> So I got the dates messed up. For some reason, I thought it was Saturday the sixteenth, when in fact it was Friday the fifteenth. So um, Saturday, Saturday the 16th, I went out, I, you know, dropped the kids off at my mother's house. Mm-hmm. Like I really wanted it to be a nice adult evening. I went to Trader Joe's. I picked up like my favorite little wine and my favorite um, like bakery goods. Right, I'm like, right. hey, this is going to be cute. So I see her walking her dogs when I had got home and I was like, hey, um, I'll be ho- I'll be there in about 15 minutes. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, like kind of upset. Come to my house. I know. In fifteen minutes, what do you want? Yeah. So, um, I noticed that she was a little bit baffled, and so I'm like, "No, this this can't be what happened." And so I approach her, and I'm like, "Wait, what do you mean?" And she was like, "That was yesterday," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. So, totally embarrassed. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 
just gotta give you one of those real quick. <laughs> I deserve it because that's the way that I felt. But um, I told her I would definitely make it up. Um, and all week I've kind of been like trying to just trying to just brainstorm on what I can possibly do and mm-hmm. to make this up. So yeah, that was my all man moment. I'm not perfect. So I know that some of y'all might be like, yo, what the hell is going on? Where's the flow in distinguish? Um, for those of you who have been following distinguish, he had to go to Jamaica um, because his grandfather passed away. So mm-hmm. once again, uh, give him your thoughts and your prayers at this time. And D Flow is out and about in the studio making moves. So the team is still all here. Nobody's disappeared. I don't want y'all to get, you know what I mean, in your feelings and be like, oh my God, it's two episodes in a row. First, X did an episode by himself. Then X got people filling in. No, the gang is still here. No worries. Um, but I, we got to entertain y'all. So I'm bringing entertaining people on in the interim. Um, but next week, everybody should be back. And we should be back in studio, which you should see when these clips go out. But, um, you know, we got all new mics and stuff. I don't have an all-man moment. I guess my all-man moment is about to happen because you're about to put me on the hot seat. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it is coming. So... Mm-hmm. Let's just get into Let's get into it. Uh Naomi's world. This mm-hmm. is this is what's happening right now. Let's just yeah. get straight into uh your uh, Yes. So I'm gonna start order. um spicy because I like it spicy. Um you answer these questions too, but oh way. yeah, oh, oh yeah, okay. I got I got right. you. No. I got you. In case you thought. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right. So first question. Mm-hmm. Is X eating ass or sucking toes? X isn't doing either. Okay? Either? No, you can't do either. Are you kidding me? I, 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 listen. You cannot plea the fifth on this one. You kidding me? I've, I've eaten ass only once. Okay. And that was just like a in the moment. No, it's twice now. Mm. I've, I've eaten ass for two different people. Two different people. Yeah. And okay. that was just a real in the moment type of decision. All right. Like, but on a regular, normal, not crazy in the mood. X, I'm not doing that. Like, I, I, you can't trust everybody's ass. You definitely cannot trust everybody's ass. Like, um, you really can't. So I, and in toes, <laughs> I, I don't like feet. You don't like feet. I don't like feet. You mean any type of foot? I like, don't like even feet. if it's the most, the the prettiest foot you've ever seen. I don't seen. like feet. Like I don't even know why we have them. Like oh my god, they shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like no. they shouldn't be there. Oh my gosh, not me with my feet on your freaking couch tonight. <laughs> no, you're good though. Okay. Good. You know what I mean? But on average, me and feet are not a thing. How does how does John gonna just do whatever he want? Um I'm about to pull up the back the screen again. But yeah, I don't I don't like feet. But no if feet. I had to pick, if I absolutely had to pick, uh I guess I'd suck some toes. You would suck toes over eating ass. So you... Oh, wait. Hold on a second. I would suck toes First of all, I need to sure. understand why it was only one time with each of those people. Because that that's not a thing you just be doing. You not... Like... Are mm-hmm. you eating ass? Well, listen. <laughs> I don't have the now pleasure of eating ass. Now, all listen. I don't have the pleasure of eating ass. But if I did... I would, I would definitely be be chowing down an ass. Of course. <laughs> why? Like, why is that a thing? Because I think it's a very like erotic, like, and it's very much like a, I don't know, like a very intimate thing. Like, because again, you can't eat everybody's ass. You think there's intimacy in ass eating? Oh, absolutely. 
what is intimate about that? Because again, you don't need everybody's ass. If so you it's are like in everybody's ass, yes, exactly. Like that okay. says something, you know. Kissing somebody's hand now in a pandemic says something, you know. Like that's a bold that statement. That says that you're there, though. That's all I hear from that. Well, yeah, like you're willing to risk <laughs> risking it all. Yeah, for what for? But that—that's how I feel about eating ass. Like, there's no real reason to eat ass. What? It's pleasurable. You shitting me? It's pleasurable. But you never had your ass like, eaten. You you talking like somebody that never had their ass eaten? So I don't I don't think I want to get there. Oh, shit! <laughs> you better watch out. That ain't for me. One of your little romps is like word. I I I know of somebody that actually preserved their relationship just because the girl ate his ass. So wait, they was about to break up. Yes, and she 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 pulled that trick out, and he was like, "All right, I'm gonna stay for a little longer." And he was that's wild. Yeah. So I hope saying. she doesn't listen to this because your whole see. relationship is. About to be donezo, sis. Yeah, you had to pull out all the stops. Oh, some ass eating. Yeah. So <laughs> you're so you're eating today. ass. That's, oh no, you sucking toes. I'll suck some toes. You sucking toes. Okay, I'll so let me give toes. you another one. Sex in the morning or at night? Hmm. I like night sex. Okay. I like night sex. Reason yeah. being, um, I feel like there's an intimacy in night sex. Okay. I feel like in the morning. I like morning sex too. I'm not saying that I don't. But okay. I feel like in the morning it's more like, yo, that's quickie hour for me. Okay. Like, Got we it. We're about to go to work, but we so horny. Like, yeah. We're about to just get this off real quick. But nice sex is like take your time, sex, okay. light some candles, put some trace songs on. Ooh, trace songs. You know songs? what I mean? Like okay. that's that's what I see when I, I hear about night sex. Okay. I'm gonna have to agree with you. Um I enjoy night sex. It's a great recap, like a nightcap. Of the day, right? A re- what is it? A nice cap in the day, mm-hmm. especially if your day was stressful. You know, it's a nice, you know, um, sleep inducer, especially if it's you know like a little romping session going on. Um, morning se- morning sex definitely has its um its pros too, especially if you are slow to get up. It's a great like cardio session, so it can really okay. like you know give you a nice little boost to the day. But um, if I had to choose, it would definitely be night sex. Now, music. Okay. On or off during sex? What do you like to hear? I don't mind music. Okay. Um, but I like that in, like, everything in moderation. Like, okay. Don't abuse the, like, don't abuse the music. Because then it's going to be one of those things that just feels like we just do this to do it. Oh, I see. So okay. I like music, but in moderation. So I we I guess on average though is no music. No music. Okay. What type of music do you listen to? Oh, definitely throw some R and B on. R and B. All right. Not Anybody? Doing no ratchet. No. Ass twerking music. What? It don't make no sense. Why? What is that? Is that is that for the hardcore session? Like is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I guess for that, but I like. I don't know. I like that baby making okay. look you in your eyes, make your body quiver type shit. Okay. I'm, I'm a real R&B baby. Not the quiver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real R&B baby. Right? Okay. All right. I feel you. Um, I'm definitely a music on if I can choose. I love listening mm-hmm. to music. I love dancing. Um, music definitely feeds my soul. So during an intimate session, yes, I like music. Um, and the type of music I would say, I love soca. 
and reggae. Period. So, period. <laughs> period. And so, with that being said, I like the up-tempo, you know, that's good shit. Now, do I don't think make- I've ever made love to Soka. You can't make love to Soka. You gotta fuck to Soka. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think I ever fucked to Soka. Okay. <laughs> that, right. that hasn't that hasn't been a thing. But okay. I kind of feel like I'm being robbed of like my Listen, like my sex. Better, better. You better fuck to some Soka. Um. Yeah. Grind to some reggae. Reggae is cool. So yes, you definitely need to take part, buddy. Um. And but I also do like slow music too. Like I would put on like Summer Walker radio. See, and, that's like, what see I'm where talking about. Yeah. Like yeah. throwing a little Summer Walker radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. It's it's on and popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. All right, let me get to the next one. Um, lights on or off? Off. Off. Okay. Why? It has the ambiance. Like, cause mm. you could do candles with lights off. You could do. You know what I mean? Like, you could do the little mood lights that we got now. The okay. blue and the red and the purple. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay, off. I dig it. I dig it. So, like, moonlight more than anything. I, yeah, moonlight sex is dope. It's dope. So, me, I would definitely say on, but asterisk, because I would prefer, like, a night mm. um, light or something. Not an actual okay. night light, but, like, a moonlight. Like you said, like, a... a, a um, a candle flickering or something like that. So you're like seeing the silhouette of the body and you can see, you know, you can see things, but you don't, things that you don't see, like, you know. Right, right, right. Things that you don't want to see. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, would you give up oral sex or kiss indefinitely? Okay, would you, gi- yeah, would you give up oral sex or kissing indefinitely? I read this earlier sent that mm-hmm. and i'm gonna go with giving up oral sex what yeah kissing wow. is kissing's intimate so i like kiss, kissing is like an ultimate form of intimacy mm. so i like that idea i don't know if i want to give that up um and the feelings that you get from oral sex you can get in other ways so i, I feel like you can't get kissing from like oral sex but you mm. can get oral sex other aspects of sex. I see. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Um, you get a real, real wet punani in this. You would think you're getting head. It's similar. You know okay. I mean? All right. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, I, on the other hand, would give up kissing in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the difference between men and women because yeah. y'all need oral sex. We don't yeah. really need that as much. You don't really need that. I don't know, buddy. I I don't know. I'm just saying, most women can't orgasm without some form of oral stimulation. Yeah, that's a big foreplay. But men can orgasm without Without it. So we don't really need it as much. Okay. All right. All right. Well, what is it saying? Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. There you go. Only in in certain situations. Only with oral sex. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with that one for now. Fair enough. Um, and last but not least, but would you rather your friends dislike Bay or your family dislike Bay? I would rather my friends because okay. family is a whole different story. We got to see them for Christmas, yeah. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. holidays. They yes. got to potentially watch the kids. Mm-hmm. So family got to like Bay. Yeah. Friends, 
They just talk shit. Okay. So, yeah. And for those of you who may not know why we are talking sex things, Naomi is from the lingerie hour. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that before we get yes, to this Yes, yes. So the Laundry Lounge comes on IG Live every Wednesday. Um, you can access it through my page um, at 9 p.m. on IG Live. And um, I, with my wonderful co-host, Lady Ambition, we talk everything. Shout out to Lady Ambition. We talk everything sex, relationship, and dating, and more sex. <laughs> so it's very sexy. We dress in our best lingerie, and we just have a great time and we have um, the people who join our live. We consider them our audience and our family. And anything that they want to talk about, it's a safe space. And we create that space for them so that they can just bring up whatever topic interests them and any concerns or questions they may have. And it's really fun. So please join us. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. So are you ready to get into this week's topic? Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, we gotta mm. we gotta intro this in appropriately. So let me let me hit this for you really quick. Get into it. Cause your girl is out here fucking. <laughs> Somebody please tell me what the fuck is going on with Demi. Mm. I don't want to reference none of the old stuff. I know what the old stuff is. I'm not even going to go back to that because, you know what I mean? She has recovered. Nice. But I need to know what the fuck is going on with Debbie. Yeah. Um, Dem- again, Demi, she's wilding. One. <laughs> Two, like, I, I think it's just another form of white privilege, to be honest. Like, mm. to be putting, like, this emphasis on a non-issue when we have so many issues on this like planet they're not real yeah or, or if they are real we haven't encountered them so, exactly and do they I mean? even have feelings i highly doubt it i, I don't think they're gonna come and the first thing they're gonna say is like <laughs> hey yo that alien name that y'all been calling us yo fuck y'all not no et is yeah. extraterrestrial a- extraterrestrial please <laughs> and like by definition alien means belonging to a foreign nation or a country so why would that be inappropriate? It's the drugs. Yeah. I, I tried not to say it. I know. I it really is, did. It is, Demi. I don't want to go there. Are but... you okay, Demi? Just blink, please. <laughs> yeah, like, does, does an alien have you hostage? Right, right. Um, apparently, she was doing some type of, like, reality show where she was, like, looking into, like, UFOs and doing research there. And so, I guess that's one of her, like... Um, that's where she found this out? Yeah, like, that's one of the... Um, things that she came out of it. It's just like, you know, she really thinks that, you know, aliens being referred to as aliens is extra, excuse me, extraterrestrials being referred to as aliens is disrespectful and harmful to the feelings that they may or may not have. I need uh, Scully and Mulder to, to go. Yeah. yeah. And Demi. I Demi. need the men in black to, <laughs> to erase their mind. Cause this shit ain't working out. No, it's not. It's really not. Another thing that's not working out is Meek Mill. Uh, he's his expensive pain album. Now he plastered it on a bunch of buses. For those of you who don't know, the album cover is made by a black woman, um, and it depicts a bunch of other black women. And I think it has a dude on there too. Um, mm-hmm. But they're naked. There's 
Tay Taz all on the album. There's a vagina hole yeah. on the album. And so a lot of people in the uproar because they're like, yo, you got this bus going through our cities. You got these, these this bus wrapped in this and kids can see. Mm-hmm. And this is like, you want to call it art, but it's offensive. So he's been under fire for the last, I want to say, two weeks about it. Now, do you feel like it's art or is it inappropriate? Well, I do love the artwork um, plastered over the city bus. I don't like the. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't have grandma like hopping on the bus, you know, going to her senior center and there'd be like a pussy near her face. It's weird. It's so weird. That don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. And I think if Rosa Parks was here, she would be like, nah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it's it's not I'm working. Out. My whole career over this shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it ain't working out. I don't no. know. Yeah, I think that is it's a little bit too much too. Like the artwork was different. I won't even say that I like it. It was different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't not like it, but mm-hmm. I, that that abstract shit ain't a hundred percent for me. But it's still a good looking piece of art. So, yeah. um, I just think they overstepped by putting it everywhere and i really want to know who commissioned that that's the piece that's really interesting because mm-hmm. pre-covid could you see that happening i couldn't see a bus no. wrapped in pussy not at all not at all and i think it's in an effort to again like you know accept uh you know blackness like you know but i just think that there's so many um better there's so much more better ways to do that oh god did i do a Double com- comparative. <laughs> Forgive me, English good. teacher. They, they, um, they know what's good. No, I out. can't do that because I just posted that you got to have like, you know, good grammar and shit. And I can't be here wilding. So. Not knowing what's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, Meek, you got to get it together. Yeah. Yeah. That Not that on the city bus. I feel like there's so much other things that could have went on that city bus that would have like glorified and not glorified but in a good in a good way glorifying rap and like you know hip-hop culture but not just like the pussies like busting it wide open yeah i'm just i don't know man Mm. i i think honestly i feel like the marketing for music has been better than the music in 2020 i think that it's just been a bunch of mid music including meat mills album which I did enjoy to some extent, but it's still a mid album. Like there's, okay. there's way more that we can be getting. From. You don't think that that was his best project? Absolutely not, right? Nah, okay. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. So I feel like there's a lot of this mid stuff going on, hmm. and with that, there's a whole bunch of this amazing marketing, like from everybody. Every you had Drake doing the billboards, like mm-hmm. every. Every like uh, every city got a billboard. Right. You had, um, you had Kanye with the whole stadium. Oh yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Um. Now you have Summer doing her thing. Yeah. yeah. And the music though seems mid. Mm. Like even Summer. Let's 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 get into, get into it. Oh. Lord, you know how hard it is Dealing with the pain day to day of a one man 
I want them shits with the dip though. So, yeah, how you feeling about that? So, um, it's a catchy beat and everything like that, but to be honest, I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she could have came, I don't know, like I miss that old summer, you know, like if she would have came more with like a sensual beat. I do think the message is legit, mm-hmm. you know, that bitch is your ex for a reason. That is a message that anybody can relate to, whether you're a man or a woman. However, um, as the first single, I definitely don't think that that was a, a smart decision. Um, and she's actually blaming her label, right? She don't like the song. Yeah, she doesn't even like the song. She's like, uh, not me, not my decision. <laughs> that yeah. was my label's and fault. That, and that tells me a lot. Yeah. That tells me a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't think it should have been a single. That's number one. Yeah. I think that it being a single was a bad decision. Mm. But beyond that, beyond a single being a bad decision, I think that um, I don't want this to be the direction for Summer. Mm. Like, Summer gives me... Everybody's been saying Summer's been giving sad girl songs. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, like, that is where Summer needs to... I don't want to say stay. But, like, give us better sad girl stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Adele Adele is a sad girl, too, and mm-hmm. we get better sad girl stuff from Adele. I don't need to get poppy shit from Summer. That's not yeah. what I come to Summer for. And not saying she can't grow, but this shit is, like, a disappointment. And I'm hoping that there isn't too many of those mm-hmm. on the album, because then I'm concerned about how this album... I'm concerned already. Yeah. But I'm going to be extra concerned because I don't need poppy summer. No. I don't need that. No, 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 no. We want to hear Heartbreak Summer. We want to hear like those nice soft tracks so that we can make love too. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Summer, come bring the heat. Hey, girls. We got apparently, it looks like Justine Sky is joining the Sad Girl Parade because. I don't know what's going on between her and Giveon, but she's been dropping a couple of different things on social media. Let me pull up one of these drawings, mm-hmm. but she's calling him a user. Mm. She's saying that he's like useless Mm-mm. and a bunch of other things. Let's see if I can pull up the direct quote so I don't misquote anybody here. Wait, it was a, um, a sil- what, what is that? Um, what are those short poems that are like, it's not a, um, 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 uh, him? No, I'm I'm the Monopia. or soliloquy. Is oh, it soliloquy? Okay. Maybe because it's cheaters gonna cheat, liars gonna lie, <laughs> and the users gonna use. That's definitely yeah. what it was. But um, now my question to you, Naomi, is when women when women start to dog their man out mm-hmm. and be like, "Yo, you was broke anyway. Mm-mm. You don't know how to dress. I mm-hmm. built you up." Mm-hmm. They actually mean those things, or is it out of anger? Um, I think initially, especially, it's out of anger. Like okay. I think the initial injury, you know, definitely causes people to talk out of their ass. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, right after a breakup, you're gonna say a lot of hurt, meaningful things, just because you're trying to dig deep, you know, with the person you're trying to hit below the belt. Um, sometimes when we'll talk about their dick size, right. they'll say, well, you got a small dick anyway, you can't fuck. Right. Or they'll say something like, um, like he was dirty or some shit like that. Like just, just wild shit talking. Right. 
I think all of that is is garbage. That's out of anger. However, I think after you know they're able to take a little time and really look at the relationship and really look at what their responsibility was in the relationship and take accountability for their part, then then from there, I feel like they can get a better perception and perspective on what that person really was for them. Mm. Um, so initially, though, all that shit talking is just out of anger. Okay, because I always wondered... I've had that happen to me one time, I think. One time where me and someone didn't work out and after... Well, they didn't go on like a social media rant or nothing like Mm -mm. that, but they told me that I was selfish. And one thing that I know for a fact, I'm not as selfish. So I was just like, is this what y'all do? Y'all just start saying just random shit just to try and make like someone have a reaction towards mm-hmm, you like because mm-hmm. you can't even believe that i was selfish mm-hmm. so i don't know i just was like i don't know is that what she's doing because that's what it sounds like is she still trying to hit you up now uh we're cool now okay cool. it can't but be that selfish if y'all cool i, I was nowhere near selfish oh, that was man. when i read that everything else that she was saying in that moment yeah got invalidated because I, I was like okay you must be angry yeah yeah <laughs> That don't make no sense. Yeah. Like that that's no way there's no way in the world that you actually believe that. That don't make no sense. That don't make no damn sense. So hmm. Meg the Stallion has partnered up with Popeyes. Okay. How you feel about that? Oh God. Okay. Let me just get this out of the way. I think that it is very <laughs> It's it's good that you know we have people that look like us, get you know. Get into the bag. Like, you know, I feel like 10, 20 years ago, like these endorsements would have been gold. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it would have been a major thing. Now I think a lot of these franchises are struggling. Yeah. And so they're literally like what is it? Pulling at wherever they can to kind of get like the endorsement so that they can, you know, spread their um Poison to our communities as best as they can. And a lot of, I mean, a lot of your younger generation yeah. still fuck with that type of food yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of them don't. Right. Like right. our generation was more so like, yo, we about to go to McDonald's, and it yes. was a, it, it was, was a great a, thing. Yeah, was like you was treating me to McDonald's, like, ooh, <laughs> okay, Popeyes, like yeah. we about to. You know what I mean? But now, yeah. a lot of the young people, I'm not trying to eat that shit. Exactly. Like, we're becoming a lot more health conscious as a whole. Like, there's a lot more, um, like, alternative meats and plant-based meats and stuff like that. And so, these um, franchises are definitely struggling. And they're grabbing whoever they can, whatever influencer that they feel like will influence. And um, are they doing a good job? I'm not too sure. I'm still not eating that shit. Yeah. I, I, Stallion doesn't make me want to go Absolutely not. Some two pieces and a biscuit i'm still on that that chicken sandwich now like i could eat that oh my now. gosh that worse it's still up for debate whether or not that brought corona <laughs> yeah that's still up for debate because y'all was going crazy on their fucking lines y'all yeah that's juju. true you know yeah what i mean mm-hmm. but um yeah I'm, i don't want a two piece and a biscuit because meg the stallion is talking about no. hotties come get my hottie sauce i think oh, she got no. a special sauce oh yeah or no. something like that i'm yeah, not no. you're not trying to do that no sir um but speaking of special sauce, Lizzo was shaking her special mm. sauce all over live um, in retaliation, supposedly, to people <laughs> saying that she didn't look good in that dress that she wore to Cardi's birthday party. Oh, God. I'm mad you said retaliation. It sounds like a twerk war. <laughs> That's what people are saying. People are saying that she did it to show the haters or to talk to the haters about... Oh. I guess 
coming at her regarding the outfit she decided to wear. So no, I definitely um, could understand why some people would be concerned and and have questions. Um, but listen, I'm of Jamaican culture, and as far as I know, like Cardi B's party was like a dancehall party, so yeah. I think that her outfit was incredibly appropriate you know jamaican culture especially when you talk about dancehall party it's like skin old you know so she was showing and in jamaican culture them men love well round women yes them love it (laughs) and so um lizzo's body definitely would have been celebrated if she was at a pasta pasta in jamaica for sure she would probably be the hotline i mean the headlines for the whole thing so, put your pussy lips on live i'll give you a thousand dollars exactly exactly <laughs> thank you Pusim. so <laughs> so so yeah i think i think she looked great i think that she definitely her outfit was within context now the twerking to the opera song um and pulling her <laughs> pants down that was a little bit much that was the part I she lost me at. Like I get it. I I think that the I, I've always celebrated and wanted people to celebrate their body. Like mm-hmm. that is something that I think is missing in this generation. It's always a quick fix for what you don't like instead of like learning to love your flaws or mm-hmm. what you consider to be a flaw. We were all made a certain type of way. And whether you're tall, short, big, thick, whatever. Mm-hmm. Learning to embrace those things about yourself will always be a longer lasting, I think, resolution than trying to change something about yourself. Mm. And when we start to change, we are a very like consumer based society. So once we change one thing and it goes well and we like it, then we try to change something else and then it becomes a cycle. Mm. And we all know in the 90s, especially there was like people were addicted to plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am all for embracing oneself, but I do feel like my issue is Lizzo will have a moment where she's doing that. And then Lizzo will have another moment where she's on IG live crying because somebody said something about her. And it's like, if you're going to bring the heat, you either got to pick one, you either right. bring in the heat and you, are able to stay in the kitchen, you're yeah. able to take the fire, or you stay out of situations that are going to bring the heat. Now, I'm not talking about like you don't dress however you feel like you want to dress because mm-hmm. of other people, but what I mean is like when you go on IG Live and you throwing your ass, you pulling down your pants to show your ass, you know people are going to start saying shit about you. Like yeah. You know people are going to come at you. You know that that's only going to bring even more heat. So why do things like that? Right. Not your dress, not showing off your body, not loving your body. All those things are great. But you're doing all the extra shit and then you're going to cry about it when yeah. people start wilding. So. Yeah, I definitely, I could, I could definitely see the two sides to that as well. Um, yeah, it was just the pulling down the pants for me. Like, listen, I am no stranger to revealing all um, and being proud of my body and sensuality and such. But there is a way to always to carry yourself. And you can have your bare ass on social media and it look classy or it can look trashy. And in this case, I think her pulling down her pants, they look kind of trashy. It didn't look, did not look well put together. She could have did that a lot differently and conveyed the same message. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I be trying with Lizzo, man. I be trying to be on her side and she just always does these little hiccup misses like the Lakers game joint. Mm. That was like one of those situations where I was like. Yeah, the chaps, right. that was a lot. Yeah, we 
we doing a lot, Lizzo. Like, yeah. I need you to, I need you to focus. Just, yes. just, just focus. Especially when children are involved. Like, I don't like that. Like, when children are there, I don't know. It just gets a little tricky for me. Like, you're sitting bare ass on seats and shit. Wow. She don't know nothing. No. I think that might have brought COVID, honestly. Oh, That's... okay. So it's between the Popeye's chicken <laughs> and Lizzo's, Lizzo's bare ass on. Okay. On, at the Lakers seat. On Lakers seat. seats. Seats, yeah. okay. You know, because right. LA air different. That's true. And then you got the twerk win because yeah. she was, she was twerking, twerking before. And okay. then she sat down. That could have. Oh my God! Has anybody's twerk wind ever stink for you? I've never experienced oh, that, okay. but I hear that it's a thing. It, apparently, it is. I've never experienced it. I'm no listen. <laughs> that just. I've never been reported. <laughs> that either. just sounds terrible. <laughs> terrible. Like imagine that you sitting there, shorty, looking at height, and yeah. she's twerking in front of you, something? and you just. <laughs> wait, each attention. time she just throws it up, you're <laughs> just like, wait. <laughs> What is that? No, yeah. no, that ain't the life that I'm trying to live. So Ooh. I'm glad I'm not around any women okay. that I've All smoked right. twerk with. <laughs> if you're around those type of women, you have to reevaluate your whole shit. Because why are you? Yes. Not, forget about them not washing their ass or whatever's going on there. Why are you around them is the question. That's what I need to know. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Oh, gosh. So another thing that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. I need you to answer me about this scenario. Sure. There's a, a meme going on mm-hmm. about this woman who's saying that her she met up with this man. This man invited her, invited her over. Mm-hmm. And when she came over, yeah. she was at his house and the baby mama was there. Mm. Now, the baby mama wasn't being a drama queen. Okay. She saw them and she left the house to them. Okay. Could you have ever seen yourself? We know you not on the market like that. Yes. But could you have ever seen yourself dating somebody who was still living with their baby mama? Um, no, not logically. No. So I think the biggest thing um, is understanding why this person still lives with their baby mother. I think for mm. me, that will be the the most important question. And it deserves the, the best answer because that is going to determine whether or not I think it's worth my time. Now, there are two, where's one scenario where I feel like it might be appropriate. Okay. Um, New York City is very expensive, right? And sometimes breaking the lease is a lot of money, depending on what type of, you know, contract you have with your landlord. So, or say for instance, you are, you both own a home that you're in the middle of selling and, you know, that could, that could be something. But again, the only thing that those, well, those two scenarios have something in common and that's a time limit, right? right? So there is a concrete time on when this living arrangement will end. Right. And um, I'm going to need to see, I'm going to need to be around when the two of you are around. I need to feel energy. I need mm. to feel the chemistry. And then when I'm alone with your kids, I'm going to ask if mommy and daddy are still kissing. And they better say the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> are you one of those? Are you one of those that gets good with the kids? Just oh yeah, oh my god, I'm a I'm a school nurse, so I'm mm-hmm. like I love children and I relate to children and they relate to me. I'm like a little bit bigger than them usually, so they never really find me intimidating. So I, I tend to you know do well with children. So yeah, I'll get all the I'll get all the secrets. That's how y'all be getting caught, by the way. Yeah, it's the kids. It's the kids. It's always the kids. Yeah. What about you? Could you do that? Oh man. You know, I'm going to give it a percentage because I would say 
85% no. Okay. Um, the only reason why I may do it is like, if, there has to be a really, really good reason. But mm-hmm. I just feel like in a scenario like that, the baby father, a lot of times men have like a dominance thing going on. Okay. And it's corny and it's whack to me. But you will have a man that if you walk into, if you're in his house, quote unquote, right. and he might be on some like, oh, you taking it out? All right, well, you know, make sure she back by. T- I can't oh, do Oh, no. Because <laughs> now I'm questioning you. I'm, it's too many questions in a scenario yeah. like that. Like, you got to look at the shorty and be like, you got to look at the dude and be like, because like, why are y'all still together? Somebody either go find a spot or, or, yeah. or figure it out. But right. I just think the dominance thing would get to me at yeah. some point because I feel like I'm going to have to say some shit. Mm-hmm. And, and I ain't... I ain't trying to do all that. Yeah. I definitely do think for a guy, it's definitely different. It is. It is. Um, Yeah. I could see. Yeah. It's definitely different for a guy. I could see a baby mama doing some silly shit too, though. Like something, what? Like, be like, oh, did you did you eat the dinner on the stove? I got you some food, so don't eat too much. Yeah, like some passive aggressive shit. Like, I did your laundry last night. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, like. Like, really? She's doing your laundry? Why is she still doing your laundry? Really? And y'all not together? Listen, relationships are already difficult to begin with, and they take a lot of time and energy. It's very hard to start a relationship on a battlefield. (laughs) Exactly. Like, we already starting off on some, we got to get over this. Okay. Right. And that's my thing. It's like, there's too many people that mm-hmm. I can start fresh. Right. Not have to deal with none of that. Yes. For me to be really torturing myself with you, you gotta be like super special. There's gotta be a real reason why I'm even accepting some shit like that. Yeah. 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 Um, and I guess people are still trying to accept this Dave, Chappelle, this Dave Chappelle special that's mm-hmm. been going on. Mm-hmm. So, did you watch it? I sure did. How'd you, yes, how'd you I did. enjoy it? Well, first of all, I'm just going to say that I think that Dave Chappelle is a comedic genius. Mm-hmm. And um, he will be one of the greatest comedians of our time. The reason being is because he brings out social issues through comedy. And I don't mean like, you know, comedians do this all the time, you know, right. um, satire and so forth. It's it's been around since the beginning of time, like the Roman Empire. Like, you know, they would have yeah, like those things in the Coliseum. was the only way that they could make any type of commentary on the government. Right. Exactly. Like, if you said something out of turn mm-hmm. and you weren't a comedian, yes. you could get killed or imprisoned or... Right. You know. Right. So I think that Dave Chappelle is doing a great, a great job in our modern time of doing that. And um, there is... there, And there should be a conversation um, surrounding... The um, LGBTQ plus community Um, and not, you know, so much that, you know, we're making fun or anything like that. But there is just so much gray area that I think that the more that we do um, create these dialogues, we can talk about it. And it's brought out on the front on on the to the front. And in this case, Dave Chappelle did just like he does with any issue, um, whether it be racial um, I think you talked about feminist, um, you know, but the only thing that is harped on is the LGBTQ plus community and right. his um, comments on transgendered um, individuals. Um, I did. I did appreciate the show and I think it definitely did lead to great dialogue, whether people um, want to believe so or not. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that the major thing now, because I spoke a little bit about the special last week, but I think the major thing now is the fact that Dave Chappelle was allowed to be Pookie. He was allowed to be the blind Mm -hmm. um, KKK member that was black. He was allowed to do all these other things that poked fun at black culture, um, Hispanic culture, other cultures in general, other minority cultures in general. And he did it for years on Comedy Central and there was never a peep. There was never um, this much outrage or backlash or anything of that nature. And now people are just kind of saying like, well, there's a contradiction here because Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, if he says something about a particular group, it's a flood of this, that, and a third. And it just seems to keep proving his point which in the special was not so much that if you are the LGBTQAI plus community that he has an issue, but that there are white people mm-hmm. uh, specifically within mm-hmm. the community that seem to have a power that makes it seem like they are untouchable in terms of they are beyond any type of scope of uh being held accountable. Right. Because there are things not so much, I'm not speaking so much about the, the um, LGBTQAI plus community, but there are things that happen where someone may be of that community, but they're also racist. Right. Or someone is of that community, but they're also sexist. Yeah. And he's highlighting that these things exist. Right. Um, and poking fun mm-hmm. in that. Like when he spoke about the feminists, he's saying, you know, these people are talking about how women are needing equal rights right. and this, that, and the third. But when the black woman tried to speak, they're like, yeah. nah, you can't like, speak, nah. though. Nah, so there's yeah. a contradiction mm-hmm. there. And um, I think that bringing those things to light is what a comedian is supposed to do. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, obviously I'm not a part of that community, but I do think that one of the things that they rally for is equality. And yeah, like you're going to get these jokes too. Like you're going to get cracked on too. Just like heterosexual relationships, homosexual relationships. Um, You know, he even talked about him being molested by a clergyman. Like, and nobody talked about that. Like that was a moment where I actually wasn't even laughing. I was like, wait, this was a little, yeah, it was a little uncomfortable, but nobody talks about that. Like he talked about getting, you know, molested by a clergyman. So it's funny how, not funny, but it's interesting how, that kind of was like pushed all the way under, right? Just swept under the rug. And we're focusing on adults who choose a certain lifestyle. Like that, that to me is a little bit. And I get it. There's two things that I will say for pushback. Um, The first is Dave Chappelle is black. Mm -hmm. So if he does something towards the black community, the rule of thumb has typically been, that it's like you can crack jokes of your own community because you're from that community. Right. So he's not of the LGBTQ community. And because of that, it doesn't seem as if he is including them in the joke. Mm-hmm. It seems like he is, as he mentioned in the special, punching down on a community. Right. Um, right. So I understand that aspect of it, too. I don't necessarily feel like that's what he's doing, but that can happen regardless mm-hmm. of your intent or not right, right. when you're not of mm-hmm. that community. That's mm-hmm. just like if a white comedian was to make jokes about a black person and they're not of that community, they can end up making a joke that would seem like you're you're being 
disgusting and you're right. being like insensitive insensitive yeah. to the community because you right. don't know right you don't know what the line is right and so on that aspect of it i 100 percent understand that and i hear that concern um but I think that he he rounded that out. I mean, again, I'm not a member of the community, so I can't really say whether or not, you know, this is suffice. But him bringing up his relationship with Rest in Peace, um, the transgendered uh, comedian that yeah. he knew, Daphne, Daphne, I felt like that kind of played a great part in, um, you know, um, his... his uh, I don't want to say challenge with the community as well, because he's like, this was my people. Like, you know, regardless of what they identify themselves as or, you know, what they, what they perceive themselves as, this was my people. And so it wasn't that he was being, um, I guess, discriminatory against transgendered people. But I think, I think for the most part, he just wanted a bigger conversation to, to go on. And, you know, I, I know a couple of people via social media that are trans, transgendered and I think they're great people. Um, sometimes I, I feel like I don't want to sound like, you know how some, some white people are like, um, no, no, the blacks, some black people, the blacks they're, are they're great. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> they're wonderful people. Um, so I don't want to sound like that. And I'm always conscious of myself sounding that way. Um, and, um, so basically with that being said, I never want to make them feel bad or anything like that, or, or make them feel like I am, you know, talking down at them, but there, there, there is a huge conversation that needs to occur. Um, I think he mentioned turf being turf, which is, a I can't remember what this, what, what it actually stands for, but basically it's like, uh, when it comes to transgender, and this is a large conversation, and I would love to, on my show, at least have a conversation with a transgendered um, um, in- individual because I don't want to say the wrong things. But I've, I find it a little difficult um, for them to identify as women, like, because, you know, being a woman is like, I don't know, having certain um, characteristics, physical characteristics that you're born with. And so I feel like there could be a conversation like, can we like name them like another type of gender instead of it being a woman? Because again, again, these are quote unquote like white men that are fighting for this quote unquote white men, like yeah. biological men. Oh my god, I'm stepping on like really. <laughs> I know I'm, I know I'm saying this. Nah, right, I mean, listen, I hate it. it. I I think that it's an important thing. I think that. There is a conversation there from multiple aspects of things, right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the conversation gets shut out from men because mm-hmm. it's like, men, y'all, patriarchy, y'all discriminatory mm-hmm. against everybody. So y'all yeah. don't even have a conversation here. Right. But when we start having deeper conversations and women are, and there are some women that are offended mm-hmm. by the idea of someone who, was born male, mm-hmm. um, being able to kind of say that they had the same experience right. as someone who was born female. Right, yeah. And from that, almost kind of step into the spotlight of like a woman where maybe a woman feels like she could have got this position or this job or whatever. Right. Like someone who, again, was born male. Um, is now taking that spot. And I think that there is a conversation there for many women mm-hmm. who are like, well, how am I supposed to feel about that? Right, right. And so the turf meaning is trans-exclusionary mm-hmm. radical feminist. Yeah. Um, but I don't think, like, I think if we take our feelings out of it, I don't think on a logical sense 
there's anything wrong with that type of conversation mm-hmm. because there are questions there right, I think that right. people have yeah you know and I don't think there's anything wrong with having questions mm-hmm. and wanting a deeper understanding yes um I will say that from what I understand the the uh classifications that are different is cisgendered like mm-hmm. female or yeah. woman versus transgendered yes. which is the yes Excuse me, the different clarifications, mm-hmm. but I do feel like again, I think there's a conversation there. Okay, with okay, female. okay. So if we're gonna, okay, I see what you mean. Like if you're getting specific, then I would be cis, a cis woman, and right. that would be a trans woman. Right. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna get specific, so yeah, if there was if they're talking about like different gender right, versions right, of right. classification, yes. that would be how it goes. Yeah. But um, again, I still think that the conversation exists. Oh and yeah on multiple fronts and it can't just be if you have these questions or if you have these feelings or thoughts or ideas that you have hate in your heart right right me having a question doesn't mean that i hate you at all it doesn't mean that i want to see anything bad happen to you it's just i literally need to understand right because maybe i'm missing a piece yes and because you know if this is if this goes the way that you know it, it's, it seems like it's it's going to go. Um, we have to understand this so that we can feel more comfortable applying it to our life because, you know, obviously there are going to be ways that we have to adjust our, our vocabulary, um, the way that we look at people, like even at work, like, you know, I um, refer to patients based on what they present as ma'am or sir. And sometimes I'm like, OMG, like I know one day I'm probably going to offend somebody and it's not my intention to. Um, but again, it's something that I have to relearn. And so the more that I understand, I feel like the more that it can come, um, natu- natural. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Know? I think that for a lot of people, that's how they learn. Mm-hmm. You know, the more they, it makes sense to them. Yeah. And it's not to say that someone else's lifestyle has to make sense for me, right. for them to feel safe to live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You should feel safe across the board. Right. That's, that should be a given. Yes. It shouldn't be, you walk into a place and feel discriminated against mm-hmm. or, or, abused or hurt no. no that that shouldn't mm-hmm. happen at all but um like you said the more i understand though the easier it is for me to to stop myself from making that type of mistake. right right you know exactly. the more i understand that like, even with with niggas i'm just mm-hmm. getting get into it like yeah. a lot of guys have a hard time not calling women female right you're like right. oh that female da 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 but the more you have conversations with yeah. women and women break that down for you as to why that could be offensive or right. why it doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes you check yourself. Yeah. Oh, I don't want her to think that I'm calling her a, a dog. Or I don't want her to think that I'm classifying her as a body part or right. whatever. Exactly. So. Exactly. It's so true. And the more you're educated, the more you're able to make that um, dif- differentiation. It's important. Absolutely. Let yeah. me help you with this mic. I see you I struggling know this a mic. Bit. What you trying to get into? This <laughs> mic is trying to go low. So yeah, Dave. Dave is doing his thing. Yeah. Um, 
I think as a comedian. He is. And mm-hmm. and kudos to Netflix for standing beside him. I'm going to stick beside him. I like what Netflix did there because not because it was like a I think I think some people looked at it like, "Oh, look at Netflix like slapping this community in the face." I don't think it was that for me. Mm-hmm. What I liked about it was that Netflix kind of said like, yo, there was nothing offensive right. in terms of abuse mm-hmm. or calling for violence right. against. Right. And these are the things that we all say shouldn't happen. If if I go on Twitter right now and call for violence against a, a group, I should get banned. Right, right. But if I'm a comedian mm-hmm. and I'm trying to actually bring attention Right. And light to a community, mm-hmm. but I'm being silly and hyperbolic about it. Right. We need to start getting back to a space where we can discern between this is a joke right. and it's not meant to make me feel like X, Y, and Z. Right. And this is someone trying to be offensive and hurt my feelings. Right, exactly. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Dave Chappelle is a red flag for the LGBTQAI mm-hmm. plus community. What is a red flag for you? Red flags for me. Um, I think an important red flag, and I tell this to my girls that are still dating and stuff, is always um, take note on how he treats the wait staff. I Ooh. think that's a huge one. Um, if he's nasty and crass, um, watch out, you know, um, because it's not going to be long before he directs that energy towards you in some type of way, whether subtle or, or um, obvious. Period. Um, period. <laughs> so yes, um, definitely watch how he treats the wait staff. Now, have you ever, have you ever like I guess looking back, mm-hmm. come across a red flag and then it came to fruition in like whatever situation? Hmm. Like you saw them do something, maybe with their family or maybe with like the wait staff. Or, yeah, and you were like, huh, I ain't really like that. And then later down the line, it actually manifested in some type of way in the relationship. Um, not personally, but um, you know, I have a, a little girl chat and everything like that. And sometimes, you know, we'll say little quirky things to each other about something that you know somebody that, that they're dating did. And um, one of them was a guy who, this is actually a huge red flag. Mm. Um, they got into an argument and he punched the wall and yeah that's a big one because you know initially you know it's like oh my gosh you made me so mad I just punched the wall obviously he didn't punch her but um you know he obviously has a problem controlling his anger and so I told her that that was not okay you know and it's not funny and it's not because he likes you so much that that happened um and so thankfully it never got abusive but he definitely was somebody who had a problem um controlling his anger and there were situations where they would be out and it would it, it would kind of um show its head and so she exited she was able to exit and i'm proud of her for doing so before it turned ugly no absolutely that sounds that sounds nuts yeah so thank god that she got out of that um Oh man, red flags. What about you? Red flags. Um. Yeah, hmm. I've seen. So for me, it's like sometimes you you know when you're dating a girl, her being a little rude and and a little extra is okay. It's cool. It's okay, little, cool. It's a little spicy. Okay. Little, but when. 
you see it in certain instances and it's like, you don't know how to turn this off. Mm. And that's the red flag there. It's like, okay. okay, you, and I think if we ever are going to use the term ghetto, yeah, that's where ghetto sits and resides. It's like when you don't know how to turn off just doing the most and it's like, yo, we're in a restaurant mm. and you're doing the most. Um, so that's, that's where it was. Like I had dated this girl and she was real spicy with the mouth and mm. always saying silly things and just unapologetically her. And it was like, oh, that's cool. You liked it, didn't it? Yeah, it was dope. Mm, I liked okay. it. So <laughs> we went to a restaurant one time mm-hmm. and she had like her feet up on the chairs and shit. And I was okay. like, yo, what are you doing? We are at a restaurant. Uh-huh. Like. I would need you to like on the out. chair. Wait, I'm confused. Wait, so you guys are sitting at a lovely um, table establishment. It's not nice a beautiful. Place. Okay, and like, was it the chair next to her or was it the chair across from her? So it was like one of those couchy. You know how they okay. give you like the okay. little circular whatever. Yeah. And she just had her feet up, mm. and it was like, um, we're at a restaurant. <laughs> we're not at like somebody's speakeasy oh, lounge. Gosh. Like, what is what's going on? And she was like, I do what I want. Oh. Heard you. Okay. This is the last time we going out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, but what if she like, what if her feet hurt that day? Like, why you just. Nah, nah. You got to have a little bit of. Yeah. You got to know time and place. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, dude, not at okay. the restaurant. What about, what about, all right, off topic, but what about um, like at a club and like, you know, you with your girl, whatever. And at the end of the night, she like takes off her shoes in the club to dance. How you feel about that? Low key, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, because the floors, yeah, the floors be getting to me, yeah, but I understand it, so okay. that's not ghetto to me. That's not like, yo, what are you doing? That's just like, all right, your feet hurt, I understand it. Bring some slides with you, though, right? We don't need you on the, this bare ass floor, yeah, alcohol, <laughs> liquor, <laughs> corona, all on the floor. Like, I don't need that. There's no corona on your floors, right? Because right now, I'm like. No. Yeah, are you trying to hide your feet? Like, I am because you said that you don't like feet, and I'm not trying to like gross you out or anything like that. You don't gotta hide it. Like, oh I'm, my gosh, I'm cool. I'm just white toes? Toes? no, I don't actually. I'm just <laughs> like I, I'm 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 nude right now. I'm super nude. Okay. So yeah, that's that's got me a little bit self conscious as well. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I'm not really used to like nude. Um, oh, you, you know, color. You don't got no chip stuff going on. You. No, it's nude. It's like nothing on there, which is. That's a bold move. (laughs) That's a bold move. I didn't know that's a bold move. Oh my gosh. All right. You shitting me? Is it a red flag? Yes. It's a red flag. Yes. I'm hiding my red flag. If if a girl pop up and there's there's no coats on her, she don't get her nails done and she don't get her toes done, she don't really fuck with It's a red flag. Yeah. That's a red flag. Yeah. Yeah, She's like, I'm just Mm -hmm. showing up. How, However I come, it is what it is. Like, what's up? Yeah. Okay. Well, another red flag is Nick Cannon's show. It's mm. not, it seems not to be doing that well for daytime television. Um, I'm not a real daytime television type of person. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about... So um, when I'm home, I do watch daytime television. And the spot that I believe that he was trying to take over was the Wendy Williams spot. I yeah. think it was like at 10 p.m. on Channel 5, I believe. And um, I'm not surprised. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. My bad. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Um, I'm not surprised that it did not do well. One, because um, Nick Cannon, all right, the type of people that's home right now is single, you know, not single, but like stay at home moms, yeah. elderly folk, yeah. 
um, like, you know, retirees and so forth. I don't think that they, I mean, they may know Nick Cannon from those like talent shows that he would do, but I don't think that they really have like that loyalty, like a person who watches like Wild and Out would, you know what I mean? I was about to say, Nick Cannon is still more like a younger crowd type yeah. of personality. Yeah. yeah. The older crowd ain't... Um, no, no, no. And I'm, I'll be honest, um, I, I'm not a huge fan of Nick Cannon's entertainment. Mm. Um, Wild and Out was about as digestible as Nick Cannon is for yeah, me. I would say that for me myself. Yeah. So having him on for an hour long is a bit much. It's a bit much. It's a lot of Nick Cannon. Yeah. And, and I'm sure he's not even able to Nick Cannon that much. It's a Mm-mm. whole other version of him. Yeah. Where he's trying to be watered down. And I right. Feel like, I don't know how that's hitting. Right, right. Clearly, it did not hit. Um, a lot of people were saying that it's because the marketing just wasn't there, which I agree because I didn't even know about the show until um, it was limited. Yeah, until the ratings came in and it was so low. So it could be the marketing as well. It just wasn't there. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Nick, good luck to you. Okay. Can I just say something though? I know a lot of people hate this person. I hate her, but dislike her. But I do have a love up for Wendy Williams. I don't know if it's just my generation, but I remember driving in the car with my mom, um, listening to her in WBLS. Um, I would listen to her for hours. This was when I was in like a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And what always stuck out in my mind was she had like an ASMR of sucking dick. And that just stood out in my mind because it will come at the most awkward times in the car it'll be me and my mother and i'll be listening to dick sucking sounds um so shout out to wendy williams yeah shout out to wendy williams and wherever she is in her stage of recovery i wish her the best um so she can get back to you know being the best version of herself i was never a real big fan of of wendy Mm -hmm. um i think wendy i respect her career Mm -hmm. i respect it Mm -hmm. um but I do feel like sometimes when you're in that shock value lane, yeah. you go too far. Yeah. And you don't know how to get out of that lane. Right. Um, but I do hope that her recovery is going well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the show. I know that they were already looking before all of this uh, to potentially mixing the show and putting something else in that slot. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen, but I do hope that if that, if something of that nature does, that Wendy finds another way. Yeah, to, she will. She will. She's a, she's resilient. She's yeah. been through a, a lot and she's bounced back. So I honestly feel like she could return back to radio. Yeah. It would be a hit. Absolutely. Or a podcast. Imagine her with a yeah. podcast. Yeah. I think she would do great with the podcast. Something that's on her time and yeah. she's not like has obligated to do it every yes. single day. Yeah. I think maybe a podcast might be lucrative. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Wendy Speedy Recovery, yes. Nick, you're going to have to figure it out, dogs. Uh, no, this I ain't it. Maybe if he got his children to watch, that would have helped boost his ratings. Maybe in the millions? Yeah, because he Can has at least 15,000 kids on earth. Exactly. Yeah, at least yeah, 15,000. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't even know what to say about this. Because this was like really disturbing when I saw it. Mm. So, ladies and gentlemen, Spectacular is on the <laughs> Millennial Tour. And last night, I guess he was feeling himself a lot and decided to actually feel himself with a rag, 
wipe his balls, mm-hmm. wipe, wipe his peen, and then take said rag and throw it into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Now, that is the most disturbing thing I think I've ever mm-hmm. seen happen at a concert. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of shit happen at concerts. But to wipe your balls up after sweating and grinding and all that other shit, and then take the rag that you wiped your balls with and throw it into a crowd. And they said that a young lady did catch it. Oh, gosh. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it other than disgusted. Um, I think that lady might have caught more than just the rag. Would you say yeah, so? probably if, Corona. Yeah, yeah. There's a version of Corona mm-hmm. that's STD related. Yes, that was so disgusting. Uh, that was so disgusting because, I mean, even the way that, like, the pull-up and everything, like, dude. But did you hear the crowd? Like, they started screaming. They started going crazy. Like, they wanted it. I don't know what happens in these R&B um, singer, singers' um, audience, but, um, yeah, I'm not drinking that juice. Nah, that ain't, that ain't it. Yeah. And, and none of y'all start getting into that bag. Please, no. But, we, listen, women used to throw, like, panties up on stage. I'm sure the panties were used um, they used to do a So maybe that was his way of giving back. You know, since y'all like to throw shit to me, I'm going to throw I'm something. I'm just, yeah, they okay. be throwing you shit on there. You already know. So maybe we just stop throwing shit? I think that might work well, too. <laughs> you know, support <laughs> artists other ways. Buy the merch at the end. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. Put your pussy lips on live. Mm-hmm. I'll give you $1,000. Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just buy the merch at the end of the show. I think that that does enough support, you know. How about that? Price went up. <laughs> Yesterday's price is not today's price. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, because you could probably put that on eBay or, or one of Amazon. <laughs> eBay don't even really hit as, as much. I don't even know why I say eBay, but mm. Amazon. You probably put that shit on Amazon, dogs. Mm. Ball rags. Alrighty, well, we are here. Yeah. We're about to end the show. Well, I've got some red meat for you. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. <laughs> no cutting meat. No cutting the meat. We gotta cut America's meat. No. <laughs> um, what they're not cutting is Social Security. Is about to get its largest boost since 2022. Well, in 2022. Largest boost, uh, I guess, since it's been out. Um, I just need to know where our money is. Mm. Because they keep saying that by the time it gets to us, there's going to be no money. So how y'all doing big boosts in 2022, but we don't got no money? That's what I need to know. Yeah, where's the cheese? Um, <laughs> yeah, that, I, I don't understand that either. I mean... Were they considering that? I mean, when they made that prediction that they're not going to have any money when we're supposed to retire, did they already account for all of these increases and increments that they were doing? Maybe they were. That's why they were like, yo, we using everything up. So good luck for y'all. I I don't know what to tell y'all, but y'all not getting this bread. Yeah. That's crazy. That's why, listen, that's that's another reason why, and I think we're going to talk about that further too, is... People are, you know, quitting their jobs. Niggas is out of here. Yeah, yeah we actually segues right into it. 4.3 Americans quit their job in mm-hmm. August. Um, do you think this is going to lead to a working revolution, though? Do you yeah. feel like 
the workspace is going to transform yes. forever. Yes, as it should, as it should. I think it should evolve with the times. And the fact that we're still, um, you know, living and working through uh, working conditions that our parents of like 50, 50 years ago are is, is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our generation... We might be actually the last generation that does ride the fence of, oh, I've been with this company for 40 years. My yeah. pension is going to be lit. Yeah. Like, no, like we're the like we're probably the last of that at most. Um, the next generation below or above us, below us, they are not taking that shit. A lot of them are becoming entrepreneurs. A lot of them are not staying at jobs longer than a couple of years because there's been a study. I'm not sure where. Don't quote me. But it says if you have been in a job for more than two years, chances are you are not making as much money as your full potential. Mm. Um, because after a while, jobs tend to just put you in a pool and have you sit there and, you know, yeah, dust. And it's only when you market yourself to other companies do you really see your value, your um, or at least they, they give you more of your um, financial value than your current em- employer. And so um, that's the generation that we're moving in. People are not staying at jobs. They're going where it makes them happy. And a lot of times it is out of the workforce. Um, they're working for their last name as opposed to their first name. And I, um, I yeah. think it's great. I think, I think we got to peek behind the curtain when COVID hit. And we got to see, like, we really started to put the numbers together. Working for $20 an hour gives you I don't know maybe 200 and something dollars mm-hmm. that day mm-hmm. and people are starting to realize well wait if that does 200 dollars for the day and I gotta drive to said location mm-hmm. maybe deal with people and I don't want to deal with them um, do tasks that I don't want to do have a supervisor tell me what to do as a grown individual but I can go on a cryptocurrency or I can go into the stock market and put some stock in GameStop for $50 and then have this, I don't know, go on Reddit and they tell me, yo, keep it there for the next 20 minutes and it's going to go up 3,000%. And now I'm pulling out 5K in a couple of hours. Yeah. Why do I want to do that? And if, I do decide to do that. I better do it in a place that I like right. and I want to yes. be there because the value that they place on my hours. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really think about it, $20 an hour, an hour of work, you can do probably $200 worth of work in an hour. Mm-hmm. Like I know that where I work, I do graphic designing for the job. Mm-hmm. I'm doing counseling. Mm-hmm. I'm setting up events i'm doing a whole bunch of things that are worth way more than somebody's 15 dollars an hour if you what's minimum wage now 15 15 so imagine that imagine if you're working at mcdonald's and you're getting 15 dollars an hour and you're doing fries you're doing customer service it's just a lot that goes into it that's probably worth more than Yes, that dollar I agree. That they yep. Give you. So, yep, I totally agree. Yeah, we got a peek behind the curtain, and it don't look good. It don't look good. I yeah. Another thing that doesn't look good is Trump's emails oh, that boy. he's been sending his supporters, basically 
sounding like a Nigerian prince. Yes, yes, yes. An underwriter. Yep, yep. That might be the underwriter. I do think so. Like, Talking about some, you have uh, forsaken Trump. I might have the. This Drake. is crazy. I can't believe this is real. Let me see if I. Can I can't believe he was our show. president at one point. That is so embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. It is. And I think we're at a space now where we can say it and it not cause such an uproar. No, no. In hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty. Because people, like, I'm hearing it more and more and people are not offended as much. Of course, mm-hmm. he still always will have his crazy base. But um, a lot of people hear it now and they're like, yeah, all right. Yeah, it was a little bugged out. <laughs> so the uh, scam email that he's sending out is, well, this is a text message. And it's a picture of Trump and it goes, you're a traitor. Mm-mm. You abandoned Trump. We were told you were a tired and true, long, lifelong patriot. Mm-mm. Oh, tried and true. Sorry. Mm-mm. Tried and true, lifelong patriot. But when Trump said he'd run for president, if we took back the house from Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> you did nothing. Mm-mm. Was Trump wrong about you? This is your final chance to prove your loyalty. And or branded a deserter. And or you'll be branded a deserter. deserter. We're giving you one final chance to stand with Trump. You only have 17 minutes. Nah. And then if you swipe, it's $35, or other. Your contribution will benefit the NRCC. Humbly asking for the last time your Trump patriot status is incomplete. We're worried you've abandoned Trump. Check this box to confirm your Trump patriot status and prove you're a true patriot. Uncheck this box. We'll tell Trump you abandoned him. Oh, my God. (laughs) If if this doesn't have Nigerian prince that is uh, stuck in the States... And needs five thousand dollars to get back home. I yes. don't know what it is. Yes, that that's definitely the underwriter. That's all I can say. That was like giving them the ultimatum. It kind of reminds me when you're in grade school and you're like trying to see if somebody likes you, and you're like, check this box. If you do, check this box. If you don't, that's insane. Yeah. And there are people that are really falling for the shit though. Like that's the sad. The, the they're checking sad the box part. and sending him five hundred dollars. Seriously. Listen, that's going to his legal fees because he's definitely going to be going oh, to court too. You going to jail? <laughs> You's going to jail, you big going buddy. To jail. But a true uh, American patriot is Colin Powell. Um, mm. who we got the news today passed um, from complications from COVID, mm. even though he was fully vaccinated. Mm. So we do have a nurse here. Um, Do you want to talk? Because I do think people have questions and or it's either one or the other. Like some people have questions that are legit and some people just want to just be contrarian. Right. So we all we can't reach the contrarians all Mm -hmm. the time. But Mm -hmm. um, for those who maybe really do have a question about like breakthrough cases. Yes. And like, how can someone be fully vaccinated but still catch still COVID? Catch COVID. How do you respond? Yeah. So first of all, um, my condolences to the Powell family. Um, Colin Powell was the first Black Secretary of, of State, State. Yeah. and um, you know he did some great trailblazing for us folk. And um, you know we're 
indebted to his service to this country and to our community. I didn't always agree with his policies, especially during the Bush administration. Mm. But overall, that man's career and what he's done cannot be denied and yeah. or looked down upon at no. all. No. And actually, in his death, he's actually bringing up again another um, important um, discussion that we all should be having. And it's great that we are having this conversation and we're able to ask questions. And in asking questions, we're also able to open our mind to understand, which I think that that is um, sometimes what others, um, you know, just based on their own um, perception and maybe their own personal history, um, they may be a little bit more challenged to do. Um, but I think that it's important to remember that though one is vaccinated, that does not mean that they are immune to the COVID-19 um, infection or reinfection. Um, COVID-19 is very real. Um, although, you know, p- um, patients who uh, get COVID and have these breakthrough um, infections um when they're vaccinated, they may have symptoms and such. They are less likely to die or be hospitalized from those um, those symptoms. Now, um, I'm just going to read this straight from the American Medical Association. Um, they're basically saying that breakthrough infections are uncommon. Mm-hmm. Although our General Colin Powell did um, have a breakthrough infection, what was a missing component to it all is that he actually was battling multiple myeloma which is a cancer that targets um, our, our immune system. Right. And so he already had a very serious comorbidity that would um, have caused him to be immunocompromised. Right. And so that's the reason why um, our partic- practitioners are enforcing, um, the not enforcing, or they're strongly recommending the vaccine to our um, population that is more vulnerable. Those are people with comorbidities, chronic chronic um, conditions like lupus, diabetes, um, which affects our community at an extraordinary rate, as well as cancer. Um, So um, breakthrough COVID-19 infections are not very common. Um, This is Dr. Sangavi. Um, That's why they they recommend and insist um, patients should get vaccinated. Um, There's hardly any contraindication for the vaccine unless you have had an allergy to the vaccine or unless your provider based on your own medical history, your your condition is so fragile that if you get the COVID-19 vaccine, that it can um, cause a, a terrible response, um, Im- immune response. Like your immune system isn't even ready for that. And right, right. unfortunately, um, my late father, that was his case. He was unable to receive the COVID vaccine because he literally had no immune system. Mm. So, um, you know, those are, that's like the only two contraindications. Um Let's see. Um, In May, the CDC report found that there were around 10,000 patients with breakthrough COVID infections out of the more than 100 million people who got vaccinated. So as far as numbers are concerned, and I don't really like to bog people down with statistics because then it could just get like statistics can be skewed however you like. But for the most part, the reality is real statistics are hard and I won't say hard and true, but they are rigorously tested yes oh absolutely and real statistics will also tell you where the flaws in the study lie yeah yes yes it'll have it at the footnotes and you'll be able to see that margin of error which is very important um but basically it just says that that just shows you that it's a very small number and while ten thousand, if if your grandma or your grandpa is one of the ten thousands it's devastating um but just speaking on a larger scale um it's it's very it's very rare 
Um, most breakthrough infections are mild. Because people who are vaccinated have some immunity and some antibodies, a majority of the breakthrough cases are going to be asymptomatic. Um, somewhere around 25 to 30% of the patients had um, from a breakthrough infection are completely asymptomatic, those who have been vaccinated. So um, that has two sides. It could be good because, one, you're not getting sick where you have to be hospitalized, taking away the, um, the limited resources that we have for sick people, such as ventilators and respirators and hospital ICU beds. But on the other hand, you can't be walking around and just spreading it. Right. So if, if you're not sick or you don't know that you're sick. So that's why, um, and I know New York is enforcing getting frequent testing so that um, you can always be sure or at least have some peace of mind, some peace of mind that, you know, you don't, you're not currently um, asymptomatic and going around spreading COVID-19. And that's why we still do have mask mandates and a lot of businesses and so forth, um, especially in New York City. Um, so... That is how um, breakthrough infections occur. And again, breakthrough infections are not new. It's not unique to the COVID-19 right. vaccine. There's breakthrough infections with our chickenpox vaccine. There's breakthrough infections with, um, I'm pretty sure, polio, even though it's been eradicated. Um, there's their pockets of... Um, there are pockets in this country, actually, where polio was at one point coming up again, emerging again, because people stopped um, p putting so much emphasis on getting the vaccination. So it's very important that, you know, vaccine um, recommendations are followed through. And, and a lot of times, especially in New York and New Jersey, there is um, vaccine requirements, especially for school age children, the flu vaccine. If the child is um, less than four years old in daycare, they have to have the flu vaccine. Um, and that one I didn't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, actually in Jersey, I believe it's, um, 48 months. They have to be, if they're under 48 months in there in daycare, they have to have the flu vaccine every year. I was actually a part of, um, I worked for the department. Oh, she actually didn't say this, but, um, I worked closely in that, in that yeah, area. That and, area. um, you know, that was a good time in my life and I, you know, made some strides there. Um, but yeah, and no vaccine is perfect. I think that's the ending note is that um, one reason why fully vaccinated people might develop breakthrough COVID-19 is the characteristics of the virus itself and how effective it is, um, is that the one thing is that there's no single vaccine that we know that's 100% effective. And so um, we kind of just have to go with what we know. And while it may not be perfect, it's what we know at this time. What time is it right now? Um, 12.04. Yes, on um, October, what is it, 19th? This is what's best. Tomorrow may be something different. This afternoon it may be something different. But for the most part, we're doing what, what, we, what we can. And what we know. Yes, and what we know. And the most important thing I want to end on this note is that I'm neither for or against the vaccine. But what I will say is that it's very important that you consult with your provider before even COVID, the, the providers that you trust, before COVID was a thing, before we even knew about COVID, what provider did you go to for your medical advice? Who, which provider did you last fill their prescription for your antibiotics, for UTI, or your um, migraine medication? Who filled that prescription? And clearly, that's a health provider that you trusted at that time for that for that um, pharmaceutical um, drug. So now go to that provider and talk to them about the COVID nineteen vaccine. Do it for yourself. Do it for your loved ones. Do it for your community. Whichever way you choose, just make sure that your decision is informed, not by somebody on YouTube who got their um, their degree at Google University, mm -hmm. but actually people who have dedicated their lives to education and and wellness and um, and public health, and search those answers that way. I will say that that's one thing that the uh, 
Trump era has done an excellent job in, and that's um, creating this space. I'm not saying that it's the administration itself, but in some aspects of it, always making it seem like you can't trust the media, you can't trust this, you can't trust that. And in some cases, we all know that you can't. Mm -hmm. But I think creating that space has definitely allowed it to be a lot easier for people to just feel like everything um, is just under the scope and you can't trust it and you can't uh, put any stock into it. And I'll say that I, I am for any type of medical advancement that can mm-hmm. help or cure. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% for mandates. I'm mm-hmm. not okay with the idea of telling people what to put in and out of their body. Mm-hmm. But um, at the end of the day, like you said, there needs to be a consultation with the individuals that you do trust. We can't just stay in this space of like, oh, well, I just don't trust the vaccine because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But you're not consulting anybody who is a scientist right. or in the medical field or listening to any of that. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, yeah. if all your information is coming from social media mm-hmm. and and the people who literally are making money off of you right. not like having trust in anything, right. what I always tell people is that just because you think, oh, well, the medical and the pharmaceutical uh, industry is corrupt doesn't mean that the people who are pushing you to do herbs, vitamins, mm-hmm. working out, everything else, aren't also doing the same thing and mm-hmm. trying to make money from you right. just in a different route. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this stuff doesn't work or isn't beneficial to a mm-hmm. lifestyle, but I'm saying there are people there that mm-hmm. are doing the exact same thing as the pharmaceuticals. They see a lane and they see that lane growing and okay. they see money there mm-hmm. and they're telling you, no, you need this herb and you need this and you need that. Knowing damn well, like in particular cases, those things can't help you if you're in set position. So. Right, right, right. Especially um, looking to some of these things as, you know, a cure. Sometimes it's great to prevent and, you know, a supplement to, again, a healthy lifestyle, diet and exercise, everything in moderation. So, um yeah, but it's not going to be a cure cure all. It's very rare that you have something that's a cure all. And anybody that's marketing anything as a cure all is, um, yeah, just watch out for that. Schema, schema, did it? Yeah, charlatan. <laughs> um, so we are out of here. Oh, we're out of here. We, we made it. You oh, made it we with made me, it. Um, do you have anything for the people that you would like to leave them with? Because you know we do our what would dad say? Okay. And our tough not. Do you have anything? So, um. Yes, there is this um, quote or something that I found in a randomly in a DM. Okay. Um, not a DM. Oh my God, in a comment section. But oh Lord, did I just say DM? Lord, Lord, inspirational DMs. Um, (laughs) No, but something that resonates with me is love is not found, love is grown. That's a topic all in its own. Mm. We might have to bring you back to talk about that. Yeah, Um, Yeah. Oh, what would dad say? I don't know. I just celebrated a birthday last Mm -hmm. week.